Well, welcome, Kimtel. So good to be here. Man, it's so good to have you here. Yeah. Man, I, I tell you, um, you are so much family to us. It's, uh, I couldn't imagine anybody better coming in and sharing and talking with me on this conversation than you. I mean, you have a stake in my life. Most people don't know this, but you were my boss in 2007. Uh, we both worked at the same ministry. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first time I met you, I was showing you around. I didn't know you were my boss. And little did I know you would become one of my best friends in the whole world, man. And that our lives would just link up really for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. What I'm a privilege. So thankful for you. This, listen, Anchor Bend is really, it's a home away from home for mm -hmm. me. And you are, yes. I, I agree with that. You are family. Yes. And, you know, my kids yes. call you Uncle Jim. I know. And, Uncle and, Jim. and yours call me Uncle Kim. Uncle Kim. And so. In fact, we're swapping kids. Yeah, some are we, coming home yeah, with me. Your kids right. are coming Summer's, home with me. Yours are coming with me. <laughs> so we drive back to oh, Dallas today. Man, well, it is so good to have you here. And, and you're even more than just my best friend. You actually serve as an overseer of Anchor Bend. So from the very beginning, I called you and said, hey, we're launching a church. Would you be one of my overseers. And for those of you that maybe are watching, an overseer is someone who keeps my soul healthy. And so we have trustees that help manage the, uh, govern the finances and the contracts and making sure that the church is running well. But an overseer, really, you're about my soul and you're about keeping me healthy. And so when all of this happened, Kim, man, my heart was broken. I was actually on vacation with my family. We took a couple of days and I didn't even know anything about it when it first happened because I turned off my social media, turned off my phone and Phyllis showed me the video. I couldn't even watch it. I told her I didn't watch it but I made myself go back and watch it later. It's tough. And I would have spoke about this last weekend, <clears throat> but we pre-recorded the message. Yeah. And I was at the beach and we just couldn't make it happen. And so then this week, my God, Kim, I've never seen anything. It's unbelievable. This is what exactly. you see in the movies. Yeah. And even Christians, I have heard of people leaving churches. I mean, I, I've never seen such a satanic movement of hatred and racism and bigotry. I mean, just anything. It was almost as if COVID united the church. And so the devil said, I'm gonna unleash hell to divide the church. Mm -hmm. And that's what I believe is happening because he knows that as churches come back, we're in for a revival mm -hmm. like never before. And this week, I was devastated, so I'm, I'm crafting a message. Um, and Phyllis is talking, and she said, well, why don't you call Kim and tell him, like, man, you are so, it just wasn't coming together, right? It, it felt like it was gonna feel hollow from a white man. It just me, because see, this is such a tough, tough topic because it's, it's very divisive, it's very, it's very risky mm -hmm. as a white pastor of influence to stand up and try to address it as if I've got all the perspectives. Well, and here's the deal, none of us have all the perspectives. Right. I don't have all the perspectives. It is a risk to do it, but I'm encouraged. Mm. You know, so when I think about this season, you know, Jim, I am, I'm like you, I'm grieved, I'm hurt, I'm sad. Yeah. Uh, it has brought up instances and experiences that I've had and, um, but in the middle of, of a heartbreaking situation, really a heartbreaking season, ah. uh, I also see hope. Yes. I see hope in conversations like this. I see people trying to unite and really at the root, of, and this is my belief, at the root of racial divide and racism yeah. is really a spirit of division. Yeah. It's, it's right now it's racism and it's been racism in this country for many years, yeah. but it is a spirit yes. and that spirit is division yes. and the devil would seek to, 
to divide in any way right. that, that, that he can. And so it, it's easy to, to, to look at people of different colors and different ethnicities and, and say, well, they are different than right. us and pit one against another. If that weren't the case, the spirit of division will find another difference right. so good. to <clears throat> pull us apart. And, and here's, the truth is, nothing can stop a united church. Yes. When the church of, of God is united right. in one accord, That's right. there ain't nothing that can stop There's us. Nothing. And so this is very clearly and so obviously an attack of the enemy, not just on America, but on the American church. Right. And I believe that there's a mandate on the church to do extraordinary things yes. in this season. And this would seek to pit one That's against right. another. That's right. And I'm just telling you as leaders in the body of Christ, of which you are and I am, we're not gonna allow it. No. We, we are going to be a force for love, a yes. force for unity, a force for, to, to bring people together yes. and, and to really break that spirit of yes. division. And because yeah, where there's unity, Psalm, Psalm 133 says, the Lord will command a blessing, blessing. life forevermore. Yeah, absolutely. And so we are going to push unity. There's not one side or the other side. Right. There's the Lord's side where we can be united together. Absolutely. And it's there that the Lord is going to pour out his blessing, blessing upon his church. Absolutely. Well, I fully agree. I think it's as you said, I'm reminded of the Tower of Babel. Such an interesting story in Genesis chapter 11, where God is speaking to the people who are not even in a godly purpose, mm -hmm. but they're desiring to build a heaven, a tower to heaven. And he says, he basically says, one people, one language, one purpose, nothing is impossible. Mm -hmm. So that's where we see people groups come in. How did he divide them? Through their language. And he knew if he could divide them, they would never fulfill their task. And just as that is or was for them, the devil knows the same is true mm -hmm. for the church. One people, one language, one purpose, nothing impossible. Yeah. And people doesn't mean skin tone or color. Mm -hmm. People is, we are Christ followers. And you know, this, this topic hit me so deeply. I mean, my staff, I have a very multicultural staff. You come and preach at our church every year. We have a very multicultural church and my heart breaks. I literally. Text our staff. Text our dream team. And just, if there would have been a way to do the church, this is the only way right here. But I just told him, I said, I'll never know the pain, but I'm sorry. And your pastor has your back and we won't be silent. And so I think there's, there's things we gotta do. Number one, and you and I talk, we gotta pray. Well, we as pastors joined together Friday over in Houston at City Hall, we prayed together. I think you gotta speak up, that's what we're doing. Let's have a conversation. But then we're gonna have to do some things. There's some systemic things we're gonna have to address and take the courage because we will catch heat on both sides. But courage is not doing something without fear. It's doing it afraid. And it's like, it's okay. We're gonna stand up for righteousness. We're gonna stand up for equality of all men, all women, all races. And we are gonna stand up and the world will see that there is a church that reflects heaven and earth. And so I just wanna say thank you to you too because I literally called you Thursday? Was it Thursday? I said, Kim, I need you. And you said, when? Oh, yeah, put it on yeah, the calendar. Yeah, put it on the calendar. I said, no, I need you this weekend. Yeah. And you dropped everything because you understood the urgency of, my, you know, where I'm at with us and our church. And, mm -hmm. I just, and so I do want to say thank you I love for you. doing it. It's a, uh, man, it's, now for me, I would love to know your perspective. You know, tell me what your experience as and what it's been as a black man here in America. Tell me some of the experiences that are personal that you've experienced. Yeah. Well, you know, I grew up in Canada and so... And We're not going to hold it against you because no, you moved no, here I as moved, fast I as got you here could. as quick as I could <laughs> and, 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 and this is my home. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm in America. My yeah. kids were all born here and uh, th this, we, this is our adopted country. Yeah. 
but I do have a paradigm that 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 is yeah. is different, and not to say that there are not racial issues uh, up there. There there are, yeah. uh, but it certainly felt much differently down here. And I do want to say this, you know. Um, and, and most of the congregation knows, because uh, my family's been, been here, yeah. but uh, I love white people. That's right. I, I married a beautiful white yes, you woman. Did. My kids are of mixed race, you know, they're, so they're, they're black and white. They're, they're wonderful uh, kids. And uh, I love police officers. Yeah. You know, my uncle was a police officer his whole, his whole adult life. Wow. And was phenomenal. He's a man of integrity. Uh, he was the kind of police officer that uh, if, if his mother committed a crime, he's taking his mother to jail. Come on, mama, you gotta go to jail. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah he, he, and, and, and was a police officer that fought corruption in the police department wow. and put other officers, bad, bad police officers wow. in jail. Love police officers. I also have two um, brothers, brother-in-laws that, uh, that are police officers, wow. uh, white police officers, beautiful men. In fact, one of them, the latter part of his career, uh, he was responsible for training new officers. In fact, every new uh, RCMP wow. officer uh, had to go through his training, his training facility. I've got a nephew that's a rookie on the police force wow. now. And so I have a deep love uh, for, for police officers. And I'm saddened by, uh, uh, by what's going on. You take a couple of, of people that have just made, made a, uh, terrible decisions and you, know, you try and paint everybody. But that's kind of that again that's is what the spirit of division wants to do that's right. is to is to take an incident here and here. And I'm not minimizing what what's right. gone on in, in our country. Yeah. Um, so I'm grieved, but I'm also hopeful. Yeah. And I believe that we can make right. steps to heal. We can take steps to to put people that look differently yeah. uh, back together again. But in terms of my experience, I I have experienced. Racism. Well, we talked about an experience. We were eating barbecue. Come on. Yes, we were. Shout out to Whit Pitt for great barbecue. <laughs> um, I told him, I said, that's my favorite barbecue. He said, I got to get it for you. Um, and the banana pudding, bro. Oh anyway, I'm sorry. That's, Come on, somebody. That'll make everybody hungry watching. Uh, but you and I, because I was asking you about this, uh, you had a story just the other day. Like so, a situation in your neighborhood. A couple that, weeks ago. So I want them to hear this because. Sure. I don't know that if, if I could even just, for, for white men to even think about this perspective of what you have, and, and that's what the, the conversation is. We want, we want to get a, a, a paradigm. We sure. want to, so tell me, it, it really broke my heart. Now, well, you know, just, this, just a few weeks ago, yeah. uh, walking through our neighborhood. So, you know, even in this, this season, yeah, I try and walk an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening. And I'll take the dog. We got a we got a big old lankety golden doodle. So he's 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 the designer dog, right? Them golden doodles. And so, uh, but I, I'm I'm on my walk, and um, I, you know, in your neighborhood, in my neighborhood, yeah. which which my neighborhood is a predominantly white uh, neighborhood. It's 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 a good neighborhood. We've lived there um, for the past yeah. I guess five or six years, yep. um, and, and we love it there and have never experienced anything right. um, that, that um, has, has been um, scary or hurtful. But it's not usual to see police officers right. kind of hanging out in the neighborhood. And so as I was walking, there's two, two cop cars, police officers outside, right. and, and I, it stopped me in my tracks. It, it, uh, there was some fear that, is this safe for me to, to, to continue to walk even in this direction? And so I, me and the dog, we, Fitz yeah. Wallace, we just stopped. Yeah. And you know, now, we're, we're, well, let me let me just say this too. This is your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You are a pastor mm -hmm. at one of the greatest churches in America. You have loving neighbors. Mm -hmm. You're a great neighbor. Mm -hmm. And simply because of the turmoil, it's like now there is a pause and a hesitation. Yeah. Like, like you're you're an integrous man. You're you're the best, best boss I've ever had. And so you're an amazing, and yet not because of what you've done, but because of the color of your skin. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You now yeah. have a hesitation. Yeah. And 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 so a pause and had to process. Do I do I turn around, change right. my route, or 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 should I move forward? And and by God's grace, 
uh, every experience I've had with the right. police has been fantastic. And, and in full disclosure, <laughs> my experiences with the police are usually because I'm driving too fast. You have and, always <laughs> driven too so fast. I've always driven too fast. And in fact, the last time I got pulled over, you know, he came up, got checked my insurance. So super kind, super great. And he said, sir, slow down, have a good day. And he starts to walk away. And I stuck my head out the window oh of my, my car and I go, that's it? And he paused, stopped, turned back around, slowly walked back to my car, and he said, uh, were you expecting a ticket of some kind? I said, I deserve a ticket. I deserve one. And he, he smiled. He said, thank you for being so honest. Have a great day. Oh, Don't worry my gosh. About it. I, I mean, so, uh, so, yeah. so by God's grace, I've, I've had great experience. And again, I've got wonderful police officers right. in my family. Right. And so I love, I, I love police. And I actually don't believe this is, uh, this is one, uh, the, the issue isn't one or two sided, sided. you know, it, it's, it's bigger than that. And, um, but, but this, this season has brought up instances yeah. in my life where I have experienced um, uh, treatment that, that is not the best. Yeah, well it was, we sat our kids down and talked to them about what was happening. And so our families, I mean, they're cousins. And, and my uncle married a black woman and my cousin, which many people may not know, is black. Like my literal cousin is black. And um, I just, again, and so they play together. And then Cheyenne Jones is, she's been the nanny for my kids for years and she is family. I mean, she was just with us at the beach as the family. And so my kids, we all play and, um, but they don't, I had to have a conversation about privilege. You know, that conversation has been spoken about very often in our community and helping them to understand that as a white kid, you know, there are some things that you will never experience that a black kid will, a black man, black woman. And so helping, because I think that's the perspective that for me over the years I've had this paradigm shift of I don't know what it's like to be pulled over now look I was a hoodlum your pastor was a hoodlum <laughs> like it was rebel I had a uh, 79 firebird with speakers in the back and I would thump them down the road and I was just God thank God for mercy and grace and when I got pulled over, as bad as I was, I never, and, and I, was, I would mouth off stuff just where I can preach good. How I many know sometimes the, mm -hmm. the thing God will use to bless the world is the thing he's got to control before he gets, mm -hmm. and so I'd mouth, but I never once feared for my life. I thought I might go to jail, I might get a ticket. And so I tried to help him understand that there is a perspective where I'm having a conversation with my kids, that a black family, Pastor Chris and Yolanda, part of my staff, and. Pastor Chris, they're, they're family. Mm -hmm. He's been, he has been a brother. They're having the opposite conversation. Son, if you get pulled over, put your hands on the steering wheel. Mm -hmm. Don't wear a hoodie here. Mm -hmm. Don't be out late. Mm -hmm. Say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. You know, things and, and saying like, literally like, don't be an idiot because it could cost you your life. And most black families are, are having that conversation with their kids. You know, even even Emmett, who's 11 years old, you know, we, he wanted to play. He's playing cops and robbers with with the neighbors out in the front yard, and they're you know they got toy gun. Whoa, 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 whoa! You're not playing in the front yard with with, with a toy gun. <laughs> it's just it's not it, it ain't out. Something we would never even think about. Yeah. yeah. That's where I think for me, I'm hoping this conversation brings a paradigm. You know, it's got to be a shift. I remember, and I'm going to be really transparent. Um, it's the way I preach, it's the way I pastor, it's the way I lead. Um, I remember when Black Lives Matter came out. See, because I, I don't consider, I'm not a racist. I don't feel like I got a racist bone in my body. I just, I was always in South America on mission trips. My best friends have always been black and just the whole, and so for me, when that movement was birthed years ago, I remember Pastor Carl Lentz even saying, well, black lives matter. And something that came out of my mouth was all lives matter and blue lives matter. And as your pastor, I reserve the right to get better and to be more educated and to learn. And I recognize that in that moment when there was racist actions and injustice, that that statement for me as a pastor is not the right statement and 
I, you know, I had to just repent and just say, man, I, man I'm so sorry. I, I, I had the shaping of the perspective like this. If I'm driving into a neighborhood, you know, and there is a house that is on fire and the fire truck is over there putting the house out, the fire out at the house and people are running to help. What would it look like if I said, yeah, but all houses matter. Mm. Well, yeah, they all matter, but there's only one house one that's burning. on fire. Yeah. And so, yes, blue lives matter too. White lives matter. Oh, but black lives matter. Yeah. And right now the house is on fire. Yeah. And I, that's where it's like, we've got to stand up as the church and we meet injustice at the moment of injustice. And if at another time it's another race, well, we're gonna to run to that house as if it's on fire as well. Yeah. But we can't minimize the yeah. attack and the fire and the destruction that's being done by looking at everything else and creating value of equality when they're not all equally being attacked. Yeah. Well, and I love the analogy of, of the, the house being on fire. I think that's a very appropriate analogy mm. for, for, for where we are now um, because there is that, that, that house that's, that's being, right. but the truth is we're houses. Mm. You know, so 1 Corinthians chapter 6, I believe it's in verse 19, it says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so we know that, that, that as human beings, we are spirit, soul, and body. body. Yep. And so this, this, this flesh is housing. Right. It, it's, it's the house that I am operating in the earth in it's right good. now. Yeah. You're in a white house. Yep. I'm in a black house. Yeah. Now understand, our builder is the same. Come on. So, so think about it. We're, we're, we're houses on a block. And by the way, a builder does not put an identical house next to each other. Absolutely not. It, it's, it's, it's different. So same, same builder building on the same land. By the way, we have been built by the same builder. That's right. Our creator, you white, me black, have been created by God. That's We've so got the same thing. builder built from the same uh, land with we, the same material. In on. fact, 99.5% of the human genome yeah. Yeah. of all humanity wow. is identical. Wow. Same, same. Come on, man. 99. So we're built from the same materials, wow. right? Wow. But your house Come on, happens to be white on the exterior. Yeah. My house happens to be black That's on right. the exterior. That's right. But we have the same builder. And so we can look, look through. It doesn't make one, one any better than the other. In fact, the reason that they diversified the, the, the subdivision is because diversity is beautiful. It's beautiful. Color nobody, is beautiful. In fact, you hear this. Nobody wants to go into a cookie-cutter neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Haven't you heard that? Mm -hmm. nobody, we want diversity. We want it to look different. We want the stone to be different. We want the paint to be different. And look, God has created such a masterpiece of diversity in humanity. Yes. Yes. So good, Kim. Yeah. You know, I want to ask you this. Um, how do I show empathy towards something as a white man that I could never fully understand? How do I show empathy? How, tell me how to teach me. So, you know, I, yeah, I think that th there's a couple of different ways that you can do it. And I think, I think part of the challenge that we have right now is that we think of one side mm. or the other. Yeah. And, and I want us to try, and I, I would, would love all my white brothers and sisters and Hispanic brothers and sisters to, to, to not think of, even, e even in our political climate with Republicans and Democrats, right. don't, please don't think of it as one side or the other. And I, I, I've even found myself, uh, Jim, going, man, I wish they would. I wish they would. Mm. And that, that's, that's the wrong, it's wow. the wrong paradigm to look wow. at things through. And I want to read this scripture to you. It's, in, it's found in Joshua chapter 5. And it's, it's uh, Joshua 5, 13. And I'll tell it to you. Joshua uh, is, is moving towards Jericho. Yep. And he sees the angel of the Lord. Sword out in his sheath. And he, Joshua asks the question, are you with our adversaries or are you with us? It's the same question that we have today. Are you, are you on that side or are you on the other side? Mm. And the response that the angel gives is no. 
What you, no, no what? Are I you thought on it was this, this or that. Or this. No, I'm with the Lord. Uh, and Joshua's response wow. was humility. Wow. He got down on his face. Wow. And he worshiped. And he asked to hear from God. Lord, what are you speaking to me? Mm. Your servant is listening. Mm. And I would just challenge us to just posture ourselves. This is not one side or the other side. It's, it's all of us coming together. It's all of us deciding to have the perspective. So my pastor, Pastor Robert, um, uh, used, used this example, and I love uh, this example. And so, so I've, got a, I've got a water bottle, yep. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold it out uh, to you. And so, so you're, you're looking from one side, I'm looking from yep. another side. And you know, I ask you, well, what do you see? We're, we're looking at this. And yeah, so, I see so, Ozarka, so, uh, 1905, 100%. Okay, so, yeah. Well, I don't see that. Huh. I, I, you know, it, it right. It says uh, Piney Wood Springs yep, that's County. Not mine. Te- no, well, you must be wrong. No, because no, that's you're not wrong. What mine it don't, no, mine my, don't say no, no, that, bro. What do you like? This, that, this is the problem. That's the problem. And so, if you want to talk about having wow. empathy, it's the same thing. You yeah. got so Pastor Robert says it like uh, this. You got to walk to the other side of the bottle. Oh, if wow. I'm gonna see what you see, if I'm gonna choose, so I've got to wow. put myself in a place wow. where I'm gonna walk to the other side of the bottle, and I'm gonna sit in your shoes for a minute, as best as I can. Yeah. I don't know what it's like to be a white man, yeah. but let me walk to the other side of the bottle right. and see and try attempt with humility to see what you see, wow, yeah. to see from your perspective, and how you do it is you walk to the other side of the bottle. Mm. And do your best to attempt to, what do you see? What's your paradigm? And as we start to just, and, and now this has become a saying, you know, in, in, in our church, you know, you got to look on the other side of the bottle. Wow. Uh, you know, as, as Pastor Robert coined it, I, I think it is such a powerful statement to, man, I wish they, I would, no, can I? Take a can, look I take a look? can I take a look on the other side of the bottle so and see a viewpoint that I hadn't seen before? Well, I, th- I think you're so right. I think, I mean, if I could just again be as transparent as possible when, when the whole Black Lives Matter deal, you know, I was, you, you can almost dig your heels in and say, but they all matter. Mm-hmm. But it does take a sense of, well, maybe I got it wrong. And I remember here, here, it, it all kind of happened in that moment because I thought if Carl Lentz is saying that, here's, here's the question, I said, what does he see that I don't see. Mm. But it was because he was a godly man mm-hmm. that I admired, that had influence in my life, that I trusted mm-hmm. enough to say, I trust the God in that man. And he is totally going, because he, I don't know if you remember, he caught a lot of flack. Yeah, yeah I, buddy, he you remember, did. He, it was like, I thought, oh my God, it was like devils came out and I thought we were supposed to be Christian. So I didn't agree at first, but I thought, maybe I've got it wrong. Mm. And I think that's the posture where it's like, you know, maybe I got it wrong. And, and it's that humility, because if we, if we all dig our, our heels in and say we're right, none of this is ever gonna be resolved. Because we can do it, and here's the deal, we can make a case. Why, because this is what I saw, and that is what you saw. But me pointing out what I see and you put, that never brings healing. And so it's the humility of, and, and even greater than that, it really goes to love. Mm. I think it's love that caused me. Yeah. So think, you know, so think about this, uh, Jim. In, in Matthew, you know, we see the Pharisees approaching Jesus. And they ask him, what's the greatest commandment? And I believe their expectation was that he was going to pick one of the top ten. Right. Hey, tell me what it is. Tell me. That's it. And so, but he responds like this. There are two great commandments. Mm. Love the Lord your God. They're both love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like unto it. Love your neighbor Uh. as yourself. And they said, this sums it all up. This sums it all up. You 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 want a rule, I'm going to give you a spirit, a heart. Absolutely. But there's a loophole. Hmm. So Miles McPherson talks about this wow. in his book. There's a loophole in, in his second commandment. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. So what happens is if I can reclassify a group of people or an individual, if I can rename them as something other than that's my, not neighbor, my neighbor, that's, it's not my neighbor. That's not my neighbor. And because they're not my neighbor, I don't, I don't have, have to love them. them. 
I can call them this, I can call uh, them that, I can look down to them, I can talk uh, down to them, because they're not my neighbor. And so I can still be a good Christian, Christian. and and follow what the word says wow. because I've reclassified this individual or this group mm. of individuals wow. as something less than my neighbor. Wow. And so the question becomes, who is your neighbor? Wow. Well, that's the mark of real Christianity. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, love your enemies. Ooh. Pray for those who persecute yeah. you. And even though it may feel like there is a race that is an enemy or there is a person, he never said anything about you know, love them if they love you. Yeah. Pray for them if they pray for you. And so it sounds to me as if the Bible really is clear that we are all neighbors. So how can I look at the person that looks differently? So I, and how do I look at somebody who's part of a group that I'm not a part of? Wow. White, yeah. uh, Asian, whatever, right. whatever, yeah. whether it be racial, whether it be socioeconomic, right. how can I look at them instead of them, but how can I look at them as my neighbor? Right. Even somebody who... Well, and here's, here's a good perspective, mm. but I don't interrupt you, but I, I told Phyllis I was so angry because if you put Kim Tell down the ground as George Floyd or Chris Bickle or Bobby Odor, I would hope that I would have been in jail or dead too through an injustice, it's like, oh, something in me, just like, oh, and I don't know that you could, I don't know what you do, but it's like, man, this, that's why we gotta speak up now. You know, I, Jim, you, you said this, and um, so when you talk about looking at the other side of the bottle, and I said this to, to a friend of mine trying to explain what we are. When I see George Floyd, I can picture my dad. Mm. I can picture my brother. I can, like my sibling brother. I, 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 I can see it. So, so that's, that's what, I think white people have to understand the anger. So yes, I'm gonna be angry because your vision is your dad. And it's like, man, what would we do? Like, could you imagine the rage? That's where for me it's, and I don't think everybody can imagine the rage like you can imagine. Now listen, I'm not painting. Yeah. This might be controversial what yeah. I'm going to say. So just please hear my heart. Yeah. If you're watching, hear my heart. Um, somebody that deserves to be arrested should be arrested. Right. That, that, I, I, that's appropriate. You commit a crime, you should be arrested. That's and right. you should be carried off to jail. Yeah. That, 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 that is my personal stance. 100%. What, what I object to is that you, we don't want people arrested tried, convicted, and executed on the street. Right. There's a process. It's there's a legal, process. There's a there's, court. There's a process. Room. I feel the same way about the people protesting. Same. Pro and I had to explain to Emmett and I, we, we do some of our deepest conversations at night. We'll, we'll sit, I'll sit on the island in our, in our kitchen, and he'll sit on the counter or vice oh. versa. We'll snack yeah. food while kind of sitting, you know, because mom doesn't like us sitting on the counter, but, but she asleep by that time. <laughs> and and we, we actually had a conversation on what the difference between a protest and a riot. Yeah. You know, protest is peaceful. There's, there is a point. Dr. Martin Luther it's, King it's, Jr. Yes. It's the spirit of, yes. hey, we're going to stand up for injustice, but we're not going to take an eye for an eye. We do it the right way. Yeah. Reconciliation. Yes. What's what the pastors did when we gathered at the city hall. George was with me and uh, Owen, and we, we met hundreds of pastors in downtown city hall, uh, Houston at city hall Friday. Mm -hmm. And the deal is, what we do, man, we're standing together. Yeah. We're brothers. We're yes. going to... And so there is a way to do it. I think part of it is the conversation. And, and that's really part of what will lead into the last part that I want to ask you is, how do I, as a man of influence, I'm a white man, a white pastor, a man of influence um, in our community, how can I do a better job? And those who are watching this, how do, how do I do a better job of racial reconciliation? How can we do that? How can we lead people that might have influence like me that are white to, to do that? How can we bridge the gap with? So part of it you're already doing. You know, we're, we're talking about it. You're lifting your voice. 
Um, I said this uh, in another setting that it is it's very healing, for lack mm. of a better word, to me to watch somebody that looks like you speak up on behalf of. And so I, I think uh, the more we can uh, take time to walk around the bottle and yeah. look from a different vantage yeah. point, it, it, I think it, it, it is healing, it helps. We, you know, what, can, what can we do? We can talk about it. Yeah. We can ca categorize everybody, categorize everybody that's part of your outgroup. That's mm. somebody that doesn't look like you, that doesn't mm. live where you live, that yeah. doesn't categorize them as your neighbor. Neighbor, wow. And so the commandment is, this is the filter that we run, We should run everything through. Mm. Am I loving God and am I, and am I loving my neighbor? And if I class everybody, even the person that I, I uh, ardently right. disagree with, totally disagree with their point of view, can I look at them as my neighbor wow. to love? Yes. Can I look at my fellow, because even because the enemy wants to divide the church too. Yeah, absolutely. And so can I look at my fellow brother and sister in Christ, so a fellow believer, maybe a believer that doesn't uh, look at the situation exactly the way I do, right. that maybe have different sensibilities in terms of what's right or wrong, what's just, right. what's unjust. Can I still look at a fellow believer, even a believer that may have some theological yeah. differences? Well, we talked about for, that yes. because there are. We're all Christians, but there are some that they'll die on the other hill, mm -hmm. you know? And, it's, mm -hmm. and so being careful not to use their social media platforms just in a time like this to really focus on everything yeah. towards restoration and healing. And but can I look at that fellow believer as a brother? As a brother. As a sister. Mm. And, yeah. and to cherish... To, to talk to, yeah. to, to see if you can, can meet yeah. them where they're at and have dialogue? Well, I think the dialogue is different. If, if we talked about William Wilberforce. He was the one that championed uh, the end of slavery and the abolition of slavery in England. And here we are, um, you know, his whole deal was, I want to be winsome. Mm. I want to, so in other words, his philosophy was, you cannot win an enemy, but you can win a friend. Yeah. And so it's such a perspective. If I pursue you as, or perceive you as an enemy, my dialogue with you is different. Oh, absolutely. But if it's you're adversarial a, from yeah, the start. From the very start. It's like, hey, I'm going to pop you or shoot you, or not shoot you, but like, I'm going to say this first. I'm going to pop off first mm -hmm. um, before you get it, and I'm going to get everything out. But if it's a friend and you really love them, you and I have had hard conversations absolutely. like that. Absolutely, yeah. We gut checked. It's like, man, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, mm -hmm. But it was out of love. And so you weren't angry and visceral, or it's like, hey, what do we do about this? And and so the stance and the posture of humility comes yeah. when it's a neighbor. Well, and, and, but also taking the posture to, well, I need to hear. Yeah. So if, if the posture is adversarial, then the goal is to win. Right. I got to win this argument. So good. You, yeah. I got to force you to yep. see my side and acknowledge and validate. Right. My, I, it doesn't, it, we didn't win if you didn't. Correct. Yeah. Versus can the goal be to have a dialogue where I actually listen and hear right. with empathy, yeah. even if I don't agree, and not listening with the intent of, I got, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking right now, I'm letting you speak, but really, I'm not taking anything in, I'm just formulating the way I'm gonna respond so that I can get my 17 points of why my position is, is the Correct. right position. Yes. It's, it goes back to the, the, uh, Joshua. Yes. It's not one side or the other side. What side is the Lord on? And how so can I posture myself and my heart so to good. look at individuals and look at situations with what the Lord sees, because yeah, so He He is love, and I wonder, you know, yeah, you know, love is not a meek emotion, right? Right. Yeah, you know, love is very, very powerful. That's what I'm saying. It's yes. Very strong. Yep. And so, can can I act in love? Right. Can I act and speak in love? And if I can't, and if you can't. For a moment, you need to pause. Just be silent. You just need to pause. You know, we, we uh, talked about this last night, you know, 23rd Psalm, verse 2, and uh, our, our campus pastor uh, talked about uh, this scripture, and it stuck out to me. 
you know, uh, that he leads us beside still waters. So good. And so when you are led beside a still, what can you do in a still water? You see yourself. Right. You're led by still water. You can see right. your reflection. The water's rushing, rushing past. You can't see nothing. Right. But if you're, if, so I would just challenge if you can't, if you can't operate in that spirit of love, if you can't operate as and categorize people uh, to, to love them as your as your right. neighbor, just pause. So Get good. still. So good. Look at your reflection. Wow. And are you harboring? Am I harboring anger? So am good. Am I harboring? Did something happened in the past. Yeah. I am, am I Maybe. acting? Am I triggered by by something? And so I'm acting out of this because I feel some sense of loss mm -hmm. or brokenness. Mm -hmm. Can I just get still? Can I can I ask the Lord to reflect so back? Good. Lord, what are you trying to say about me? So good. What are you trying to say about my heart? So we good. spend so much time trying to fix everybody else and all the stuff that's going when we we really should be lord what are you saying to me so holy good. spirit how should i respond to mm. that how can i extend myself in kindness how can i hear and listen even if i feel like 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 the injustice has occurred towards me right. how can i still listen well wow. hear wow and then respond in a way that, that that's full of love because here's the deal part of why our relationship is so strong and so good and even though we've had to, we have over the years had some hard conversations yeah. with one another but there's been a baseline understanding yes. between the two of that's us. exactly right is that i love you i want you to win mm -hmm. i want the best yes. i want you as the senior pastor of this church and as my friend to operate at the highest expression of God's calling and gifting in your life. Wow, yeah. You ain't gonna find another individual that is more for you, that's more in your corner. And so it's easy to say hard things because I, I wanna push you, I want, and you have that understanding. And I know that that's true, you towards me. And so you, you can say the wrong things to a person with the right heart. Your words don't have to come out right because I know you love me. And, and you know that I love you. So yeah. my words don't have to be perfect. I can, I can say it wrong and it still be well, right. That's a great point because I think even there's been moments where um, I've actually said back to you, Kim, you said, this, I, I don't think that's what you meant, what you meant. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't have gone back for clarification had I already not had a foundation of our love. Yeah. You know, and same thing with me, because yeah. honestly, when, when you were my boss, Kim, I was a Man, I was a, I was a little rough around. I still Don't am a little rough around. No. <laughs> yeah, I think those conversations happen more from you to me than me to you. They but, happen both ways. But the foundation is love. Yeah. Well, and I, I think we're gonna, we got to get to the point where we wrap up our time. But I want to, I want to do one thing. I want to just speak to those of you that are watching, and then, Kim, I just, I want you to just pray. Would you lead us in just a prayer? Uh, I do think that, uh, uh, as well as what Pastor Kim Tell was saying. I want to speak to us as a church. I was talking to our dream team and to our staff. I think there are other things that we can do and we're going to work on it. We're going to continue to be a part of championing not only conversations, but action where there's systemic racism and injustice. That is the responsibility of the church. But I also want to encourage you this. One of the greatest ways that we can fight this is to be the church and to come back to the churches, whether if you're not a part of Anchor Bend, to the church that you belong to, and don't allow the toxic conversations to cause you to miss out on God's blessing of being what the church should be in a time like this. And so my charge to our church, whether you're so honored to pastor such a multicultural church, black, white, Hispanic, Indian, Asian, I mean, Philippine, uh, Canadians too, God bless them. They, you know, and so for me, the thing is you want to fight this, let's come back together. Let's show them what the church, let's show this community what unity looks like because when we are unified, God will command the blessing. And for us, that building is not an accident that in the middle of this, God has positioned us to buy the first permanent broadcast campus. We'll be in there, the goal is, by, the, by January of 2021, just a few months from now, staking the a ground with the flag held high saying, we are the church 
and just continue. And even next week, two weeks from now, the 21st, coming back together to BF Terry, we're gonna worship together in person and we're gonna see God glorified and our multicultural relationships, I believe, are gonna be stronger. This is, if, this is a conversation that should have been happening, but has gotten pushed back. And for that, I'm grateful that we're able to talk about this now and really address it. And so, I love you. I hope everyone watching has enjoyed this. I just love you so, so much. Yeah, I love you, and I'm so thankful for you. Uh, and I'm thankful for Anchor Bend, and, and I just want to say to, to my anchor, this is this, as I said it before, it's my home away from home, and uh, and I love you, and I am so proud of you every time I come. It really is, it really is, Jim, a picture of heaven. Uh, even, you, you know, we had staff meeting earlier today with, with, uh, with your staff, and your staff looks like heaven, you know, so diverse, and I'm just, I'm so thankful, and if you have made it, uh, this far in the broadcast, uh, you, you, there's something in your heart that's hungry. And, and so I want to thank you for, for, for being part this, this far. And I just want to take a moment, if I could, to just pray over you. And uh, I'm so thankful for you. Um, whether you are black, white, Hispanic, Asian, Indian, from whatever corner of the world uh, that you are, are from, uh, you are celebrated here and uh, we do see color and it's beautiful yes it's god given and uh, so if i could uh pray and i just want you to posture your hearts you know uh one of the things we say at gateway is you know at the end of every service we say what's the holy spirit saying to you and i would just encourage you and i know i've said this many times as i've come uh to to anchor bend is when you hear pastor jim uh share or or whoever uh, to really, at the end of the message, take a moment and ask yourself, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? And I just find, especially in these times, yeah. Jim, I'm, I'm so interested in, well, what about them? What about this? What about that? No, 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 no. Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? Holy Spirit, how should I respond? So let me pray for you. Holy Spirit, I thank you. God, I thank you for every single person that's watching today. God, I thank you, Lord, that, that you have a plan, a purpose, a destiny, and a calling on their life. God, I pray that even through this conversation, God, that you have called us as your body to be uniters, to be filled with your love. Lord, that I thank you that your word declares that we, the church, will be known by our love for one another. So, Father, help us to be filled with your love. Help us to be uniters. Help us, Lord, to, to reach uh, somebody in our outgroup and to pull them closer to us. Lord, help us to be builders of bridges. Lord God, let us not choose one side or the other, but God, let us stand with you. Let us stand with your word. Let us stand with your grace. And so, Lord, I pray a blessing over every single person that's watching. And let me just pray this blessing that, that's found in Numbers chapter 6. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his perfect peace. God, we ask you in Jesus' name to heal our land. In Jesus' name. Well, that was so good. You know, I can tell again, I can't tell you how much I'm grateful. You dropped literally everything. You, you actually laughed and said, oh, tomorrow? Like, yes. <laughs> so thank you for dropping everything. I love you. And I love Gateway. Thank you for that. We got to say thank you to Pastor Robert. Oh, and they just have always allowed you to just come here freely to invest in us. I do want to speak to another group, though. I want to talk to those of you right now as we close that we prayed the prayer but you don't know God. And I never want to end a service or a message or a moment without that. Because look, I know that we talked about racism, but we can't even get to the, to, to the reconciliation until we become believers. Like that's the place where we're reconciled to God first and then reconciliation happens among men. And so you're watching and you're like, I just, I know I don't have a relationship with God. This is what I would ask. 
Let me lead you in a prayer of surrender. I believe that's the Holy Spirit working on your heart. He's been tugging on your heart this whole time. It's not an accident that you came on this, this, this service with us. And so what do you do? Well, I'll never forget the moment. Many of you have never heard the story. I was on drugs and high in my bathroom at 1230 in the morning, about to go out for the fifth day in a row. And a moment like this happened in my bathroom. The presence of God was there. I don't even know how to explain. I just said, the, like, God is in this place. I went and told Phyllis, God is here. And she thought, oh, you messed up. I'm like, no, I'm telling it is. We call it the grace of God invaded my life. But I had a choice. And what was my choice? To respond and surrender or to ignore and to go on with my life. And in that moment, I surrendered. That was February 7, 2003. Radically changed. Went to bed that night a heathen having accepted and received God's eternal salvation and woke up the next, I've never been the same. And I believe that's about to happen to someone right now. Some of you that are watching, you found yourself, maybe you are high, maybe you've been up all night and you just stumbled on, it doesn't matter. Right now the grace of God is invading your heart and do what I did. I didn't try to fix myself, didn't try to clean myself up. I simply lifted my hands. I surrender. I said, God, I surrender everything to you. And I give it all to you, right? And never be the same. And so I want to lead you in a prayer of surrender. If that's you, pray this prayer with me. Just right now, just simply say, Jesus, I surrender everything in my life to you. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. I repent and I turn to you. Thank you for new life right now in Jesus' name. Man, what an amazing moment. I celebrate with you. If you prayed that prayer, will you do one more thing for me? Would you just write in the comments, I prayed that prayer. Uh, someone who's hosting the chat, we've got some great resources we want to put in your hands. We love you guys. I look forward to being with you uh, this next Saturday morning at 9 a.m., at the Old Tractor Supplies, we celebrate and again on Sunday. God bless you, have a wonderful day.